but if you're <laughs> but here's the thing it's important to understand the timeline because if you're going being like hey when does my man gandalf show up right too early he's not here yet you may far when ready what exactly is it that they do Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. Meow, 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 meow. Hello. Uh, are you all feeling? We are so thrilled to be with y'all on a fantastic Monday. Hope everyone out there is doing well and enjoying yourselves. Uh, because we got some we got some exciting things to talk about. We got a little yes, bit of a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of fall preview, a little bit of news sprinkled in there. So kind of all over the place so it's a it's a good day but in order to do this right and in order to make sure that we have the whole gang here i need to kick it on over to a one marcus j destin marcus how you feeling hi mom no uh it's a great <laughs> it's a, it's a great monday i'm always excited to get to uh wednesday and so um Okay. I mean, Wednesday. It's a great Monday. I'm already I'm already excited to get I mean, to the. We're all end excited of the for Hump Day, but yeah, it's a well Hump Day is the day you get your hump on. But um, I, I'm always excited to get to the end of Monday because just for the pod. So I'm feeling really good. I feel like yeah. this pod is gonna feel up in the air because we had like a like a audible like an Omaha moment. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely had, we definitely had an audible. Yeah, but yeah. nonetheless, I'm excited to be here. You know Let's just put it this way: we collectively boycotted hey. our original choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's collectively. important to give you a peek behind the the curtain here. Yeah. We all said like, okay, yeah, Pinocchio, easy enough. And then the sooner it got to the time we would all uh you know watch it we all were like absolutely not and this, i cannot remember another time that we've done it like this like no. we've had scheduling conflicts we've had whatever but like all three of us having the time and energy yeah. to be like absolutely not so anyway yeah. uh yeah like you already know pinocchio is bad and i don't think any one of our jokes could have saved our time with oh, it oh absolutely no, not <laughs> no absolutely not like you know uh, yeah yeah Anyway, but I'm glad you're here. I, too, am excited that it is Monday. Um, but we also need to make sure that one Brian Roush is thoroughly welcomed and included. So, Brian Roush, how are you feeling? Hello. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm recovering from a little bit of a bug. So if my energy is a little bit off, that's why. But uh, but I'm I'm here and I'm ready to talk about movies, which makes me joyful as well yeah. as seeing Doug and Marcus. Hey. Also, what made me joyful was that I logged on to the internet i just realized i just okay. realized to al gore's internet aol.com no so i logged <laughs> online and there was like an article about atlanta and i was like oh yeah like the last season was good and then it was like mm -hmm. season four starts with and i was like excuse me so atlanta's mm -hmm. back by the way which yeah, this is the final season happy. this is the final, final season se yeah like Man. it's on hulu i'm pretty yeah. sure like there's already two That's episodes cool. so anyway that brought me joy today too um yeah i just wanted to share that but totally out of left field just i don't feel like it was marketed at all so 
Well, anyway, the weird thing about Atlanta is I feel like that's been its greatest strength is like if it's on, you know, it's on. Like if you're yeah. a fan of Atlanta and you've been yeah. watching it, you know, when Atlanta comes back. That's and like point. I'm really not surprised that they only did four seasons of the show. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm surprised that they got to four because yeah. it's such a unique show. And like Donald, like Donald Glover, Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah Donald Glover. We love him. Not Danny. Danny. Not Danny. We love Don Donald Glover. Donald Glover has such a unique mind, man. I, I'm surprised yes. he went for four seasons because how, how you how unique it is. But yeah. He does. He definitely has like a like his brain just kind of looks at stuff differently, which I appreciate. So yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's out there for I, sure. Yeah. I, but Douglas, I oh go oh. ahead, Doug. Tell nope. us how you are. Good. Yeah, doing great. Had a good weekend. Uh, my wife and my children were out of town this weekend. So I uh, because I had things on Friday and we didn't have school on. Well, the kids didn't have school on Friday. So um, I got to sort of single life it here at oh, home. Oh, very I got nice. to kind of do what I want, which usually means that I watched Bet a lot of day. TV and movies. Um, oh, yeah. Had a chance to finally watch The Northman um oh how was, was that outstanding Excellent. i really enjoyed that like That's i really it was very much my shit though like it is <laughs> it is all like viking like it's very viking heavy it there's a lot of moments where it's like weird imagery and, i love it and uh mm. yeah very much my very like burly dudes with beards yeah. just beating the shit out of each other is basically Anya taylor joy's in that too isn't she she absolutely is in that yep huh. she absolutely is in that she's in that it feels like it was a very much a unique take on the um beowulf story like it feels oh. like that's what it was it was kind of like an, okay. like it was adapted from that um but i mean the epic poem of beowulf not, not, to, not to like i'm not gonna give anything away but let's just put it this way two people have a fight on the side of a volcano and that's how the movie ends i will give well, nothing else away but if that I tells mean, you it's very much my shit i love so. star wars revenge of the sith so yeah. i'm obviously oh, gonna yeah, watch i almost i almost rewatched that shit this weekend i was so it's close a good, it, yeah it's, it's a good where did you oh. watch this doug well, that's the fun story. So, oh, well, maybe not. I have to be careful how I describe fun stories because yeah, because Doug's fun stories, Doug's fun stories are not that fun when they yeah. almost include death. Sometimes, oh, so, you know, there are times to... where I go, "Hey, yeah. funny story! I almost died." And then, did you have that's... to sword fight someone on on the side of a volcano? Um, in a way, that was more Himself. of like a spiritual battle. Yeah, it was more of a wow. battle of myself. That is maybe okay. a story for the Patreon because that's going to yeah. derail yeah, us down a whole. Yeah. Thing. Okay, so, all right. So, I have no idea what I'm getting yeah. into that's here. Some premium. Yeah patreon content mm -hmm. um, maybe we get that good. at the end of the podcast today to put yeah. on patreon yeah yeah so we so anyway so i had this choice i was like i mean i really want to watch something i haven't seen before yeah. and the problem is if i log into hbo max or if i log into netflix or if i not log into hulu i'm gonna go to my favorites like i'm gonna go to the stuff okay. i've seen before i'm less okay. likely to take a risk so i kind of looked at peacock out of the corner of my eye look at you and and, and like 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 when I was a younger man and there were people <laughs> at the other end of the bar and I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. I kind of right. kept I kept like looking at it out of the corner yeah. of my eye. Um, yeah. But I went. So what I did is I, I ended up doing this evaluation. It was four ninety nine oh, okay. to for a month subscription to Hulu. Renting okay. a movie would have been three ninety nine. So in okay. my mind, I was like a dollar more and I could in theory watch like four movies like that that's the cost benefit analysis oh, i had in I my see head what you're saying now so okay i watched it i watched it via peacock um okay. 
And then the next morning, as I was kind of doing like chores around the house, like yeah. cleaning up, vacuuming stuff like that, I had be I had Beetlejuice on, which was oh, on yeah, Peacock. Fun. So like I I watched that, but um, so yeah, I watched it on Peacock, but that's okay. how I got there. So yeah, yeah okay, not bad, well, good, not bad. I mean, if I really want to go down the office rabbit hole, now I can. But um, I Get kept telling zen. myself, I kept telling myself like. No, yeah. and y'all, you need to understand. So Peacock's very interesting in the sense that, like, you select a movie you want to watch, and then they bring you to this loading screen where a commercial plays on one end at the very beginning. Oh my gosh! And then on the side is Office trivia. Like, and I shit you not, it is that just is... it's Office trivia, that which is, is insane to me. I am also Roman. Yes, I am. So for those who are listening and maybe not watching, Roman's uh, asking if I am a soccer fan. I am indeed a soccer Ooh. fan. So, um, But it's I just I, I feel like I'm not aware of what's going on in the Premier League. So I didn't watch any, um, okay. any games on that front. But yeah, so that that was a little bit of my weekend and what I got into. So okay. I think that's a crock of bullshit. Peacock is relying on office that hard. I just I feel like that's flabbergasted. Weird. I mean, I just feel it, like I, I know fandoms. I get that it has a very yeah. cult following, kind of like Friends. Although I hate Friends, um, I know. Yeah, that's fair. I just Seinfeld. Seinfeld has a very unique kind of cult audience. Like yes. you either like me, you don't. Um, yeah. I've never seen anybody in the middle of Seinfeld to be like, you yes. Know what? I'll watch it. It's either people turn that shit off like me. Seinfeld was just not a show for me. I just that's fair. You know, it's just it's very really much my it's very much my jam. But yes, that's because I know I, you like it because I like comedies about people who are terrible doing things that are universally not accepted by society. So like Seinfeld's one of my favorite. It's always sunny what? is always my favorite. Sunny, like it's, sunny it's people just being assholes for the sake of being assholes. And that and is not how I interpret that show at all. But that is fascinating. We oh, could probably Brian, have a whole other episode about that. We absolutely could have. I would love to do an episode and I would love to do an episode to get like either my wife or a friend's like apologist but, on here because Brittany oh, yeah. is an avid friends yeah. fanatic and there are oh, moments of it where I mean, like i just there are moments i, I tell her it. i'm like the first five seasons are fine i said season seven and eight i cannot stand because it just drags I, I think that's on universal yeah. though right yeah that, that, that's a universal feeling I mean, that's about big bang theory i mean yes. oh big oh you know which i would say is more heinous again this is for another like, podcast yes it is I, absolutely I mean, big bang theory is the most heinous of like the ring everything out of this Have the you worst the, the the biggest enemy of a good tv show is time and i think this does tie into like that's what we just point. talked about with atlanta like atlanta doing four seasons it knows it like it kind of knew when it would be over it's not pushing the envelope too far it's not overstaying it's welcome but the biggest enemy of any good program or any good show yes is it running time yep yes i mean even my dear and beloved battlestar galactica which is only four seasons ran too long smallville ran it probably should have been done around season six or i'll even say five but yeah. once you get to like eight or is it ten? I can't even remember how many seasons they just they just did. But it gets really wonky in there. Like well, even, you lose you lose the main characters, or some stay, some actors want to move on. It gets weird. Even 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 like your like more animated shows like uh, Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park. They all have seasons in oh, there man. right around when they get around like for weird. South Park. South Park, it's seasons like fifteen through eighteen are just like. I don't know what the fuck is happening I, here. I will I will defend Family Guy because I feel like they okay. have been consistent. Okay. Um, 
Family Guy and The Simpsons know their shtick. They know their thing. They yeah. have a template. They will follow it. And yeah. They understand. You like if you're watching those kind of shows, you know why you're there. So that's yeah, that's like, a very that, fair and point. That's fine. And that's I feel like that's fine. Very point. I'm point. also a Family Guy fan. So that's true. But right that. on. Yeah. But gentlemen, we have a very exciting segment. So All uh, right. we're gonna play catch that quotable. But yeah, the best soundtrack ever comes unique from Marcus every week. Um, oh, yeah. But this week it is going to be catch that quotable with a twist. And the twist excellent. and the twist this week is that we are going to be playing the first installment of Chris's impossible movie challenge. You should have so, told me. I would have done some fan. We didn't okay. even think. I, we, we didn't even plan it out. That to be honest. was both with Mark and I both decided to do Just improv at the exact same moment. Yeah. So Chris has issued us a challenge. If he gets, if we can get our t- these ten quotes correct, Jeez. then he and they have to be all ten. We didn't discuss a prorated option. Um, then Chris will donate a donate a hundred dollars total to a charity of our choosing. Um, and what we've also learned from Roman is yeah. that there is a films in black and white discount double down because mm-hmm. we have a chance to earn some of Roman's millions also with Chris's impossible movie Absolutely challenge. Absolutely incredible. Roman's millions. God, that, that graphic is just fucking awesome. I love that. So for those who are not watching the Patreon, yeah. you are missing out. So gentlemen, are you ready? No. I okay. Listen, an impossible okay. movie challenge. I, I, and it okay. makes me nervous. Because if you miss at one, like, I mean, damn. Yeah. I mean, do. I, yeah. Look, I, I'm nervous, but you know what? You grow at the edge of your comfort zone. So let's damn. Okay. Well, f- fuck it. Let's get to it. That's very true. <laughs> That's all so, I need, Brian. You got me. Gentlemen, <laughs> are you ready? Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Roman said in the chat, put that in a shirt for those that are not watching. Um, getting some, some feedback from Marcus in the chat. Oh, so from Roman in the chat. So, uh, thanks, are you Roman. ready for this week's quote? Let's do Let's it. Get it. Okay. Would you like some bourbon in that, Father? Well, my doctor says I shouldn't, but thank God my will is weak. He's laughing because he has to realize that maybe none of us know who this is. I, I mean, yeah, let's do it again. Read it okay. again. Would you like some bourbon in that, Father? Well, my doctor says I shouldn't, but thank God my will is weak. So let's, All right. so let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. There's a priest involved. Yes. Right? No one's going to say, do you want some bourbon in that, Father, without it, that being a priest. So this is a movie with a priest in it. Like in a mm. a priest in a obviously some type of you bring him into my home type of situation, right? Because you're not going to offer some random priest bourbon. It's yeah. obviously not a comedy because this uh. sounds like a little bit of a serious moment. So it's I'm interpreting it as a serious movie with a priest. That is that is all that I have that I am pulling from this. You said priest, and I immediately went to scary movie for some reason because it okay. feels like. A cheap one-liner that from from scary movie, but that's, I, gonna, I don't know. This feels too smart for scary movie. With all due yeah. respect to scary movie fans, which I am one. Do they yes, need respect? What's it? What was it? What was it? Scary movie two was based. No, off I'm of not the even talking. I'm not even talking one and two. I'm talking more three and four when they get kind <laughs> oh, of okay. wonky. Okay. Oh man, Mary J. Blige shows up in oh. three. I'm pretty sure as a cameo. I'm sure Anthony Anderson. Yes, she does. 
Yeah. But was it two or three that they did the Andy Richter? Like they did the, they did the, t- they did the spinoff of, um, they did the spinoff of the exorcist. And the that only thing I remember, too. the only thing I remember Taylor. vivid from that, that is too. your mother's in us. <laughs> your mother's in here with us, father. And he goes, mom, get out of there. And she goes, you're no fun. And he takes her off. That is the only thing that I, it's just the, it's the way she said, you're no fun. That I thought scary was, yeah. was better than scary movie. So, one, but so we have was, no idea what this, what yeah, this quote is from. No. And Chris is uh, not here to give us a hint. He's not. That's okay. I mean, that's okay. That's okay. okay. So how about this? Since Chris is not here to make the rules. We usually do hints. Right. So, Doug, how about this? You search the movie, quote, okay. and then you give us the hint for me and Brian to go one more round of guessing. Or Brian can search it up if he would like to. Here's the would thing, like though. I don't know. Go ahead. I'm not 100% confident, but I do feel like this is The Exorcist. And the only okay. reason why is okay. I'm putting all of these in is because, one, it does have that vibe. Two, we're close to spooky season for those who are not That's strict. True. For those who are not strict Halloween rule followers like myself, yeah, we are close, close to, spooky. to spooky season. So, <laughs> month and a half. Away. You can't no put it fun. in quotations if it is spooky season. It but is. It is. Season. But it, the other reason why is that, like, I just I have there's something like deep in my gut that gives okay. me that vibe. If we okay. learned anything on this pod in this segment, it's. Sometimes, like last week with Wonder, <laughs> you just have to go with your fucking good. Sometimes so you do. I trust you. That's I, yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, willing to go Exorcist. Okay, because once I look it up, the cat's Brian, out of the bag. I, I, the only other movie I wanted to mention was this this weird movie I saw a lot of previews for called Keeping the Faith. And it was starring okay. Ben Stiller, Jenna Elfman, Ed Norton, and like basically this priest and a rabbi were competing over this woman. Here's, uh, so I'm just going to enter that. I'm just going to enter here's that. Here's the rule that I, I will. Here's what okay. I think we okay. should do. I think we should take the Roman Myers rules, which is we all get a guess. The, the spread. I think we should. Yeah, I we'll do. Run agree. The spread. We should spread it. We'll yeah, 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 I agree. I, so, so, so keeping the faith is Brian. Yes. I'm going to yep. go with The Exorcist. Marcus. For, I can't think of another priest movie outside of... That's I don't okay. watch a lot of movies with a priest outside of scary movie. So I'm going to say scary movie franchise. I don't know if I have to be specific about the scary movie. Chris did indicate in his impossible movie challenge that you do have to be specific. <laughs> okay. It's a butterscotch soda rule. I'm going to say... Be, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, scary movie too. All okay. right. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. this goddamn butterscotch soda shit. <laughs> we can't, so we can't let it go. It's we too really funny. can't. It's too funny. What a classic okay. moment on the pod, man. Okay. Powder milkshake to butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so close to the goddamn. I mean, I was... it, it's pretty close, but <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the Exorcist. From oh no! Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> I pulled that out of fucking nowhere, but goddamn. So yeah, so this is this Incredible. is the Exorcist. This wow. is incredible. Yep. Wow, there you go. And okay. the crowd goes. One impossible challenge is down. Well, here's the well, thing: we've got what? one impossible challenge down, and we then the... we've also got money from Romans Millions as well. Romans Millions. So we've got an instantaneous win, and we have a wow. journey on the way. Wow. We do. 
we're gonna have to pick a charity at some point in time. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should probably we, do some. We just got money racking that. up, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. We don't yeah, sure, a like, nonprofit. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. we should yeah. we should select route, one. And if good. any of our listeners have suggestions, yes, or good places Absolutely. for this money to go, please uh, tweet us uh, at our at our handle uh, films in b underscore w. Uh, you can find us on TikTok, Films in Black and White. There you go, Marcus. Um, sharing the so, sharing the uh, We're also on Facebook. Uh, so anywhere, drop us a line. Or anywhere. if you know any of us personally, one, follow our socials or just shoot us a DM wherever you <laughs> yes. know us personally from, too. Also, because yes. um, Doug and I did over the pandemic, we did donate to Black Lunch Table. We did. Um, That's right. The Black yep, Lunch Table organization. Yeah. Once. So yep. that. So we have done. We have donated to an organization. So don't think that we're just laughing like we're just gonna take the money. We aren't. No. If you know good places <laughs> out there, please let us know. For sure. No, we're for sure, happy for sure. to share that on socials as well for too. Sure. Uh, yep. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's exciting because well, hey. I mean we're up to like forty plus dollars at, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We are. We're right. come moving right along. So we right. uh, that makes an impact. So. Gentlemen, we do have some news as well as some fall preview and rings of power to get into, but mm-hmm. I did want to kick it all on over to any of you all with just any news updates from the three of you of things that you might want to discuss. Um, there's rumors. I don't okay. know if we want to do rumors or we want to do news. Y'all let me know. Rumors are fine. Okay. Why don't you do a rumor and then I have a I have one news. Okay, love that because the news week has been kind of slow today. Um, there's two. I'll do two pieces. The um, Super Pets is coming to HBO Max. I think in a week, in seven days, maybe Friday. Okay. Um, that it's seems quick. It's very. It seemed that's what I thought too. But um, huh. so Super Pets will be coming out very very soon. Um, on HBO Max. In fact, it will come out. September the 26th on streaming that is, platform. That is next week. Wow, that, that is, is week. that's like less than two months from yep. the July release, right? Yeah, I, I feel like DC is what they say 45 days. Away. Yeah, so it must have wow. stuck to that Man, 45th day. Yeah. Um, the other thing is there is a rumor going around that has kind of doubled itself down, which okay. I feel like at this point might be true because there's a pattern that I noticed. Um, there's one person in particular that keeps popping up at Marvel events. Um, and I don't think it's because he's got a new movie coming out. It's the it's director Ryan Coogler. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ryan Coogler has been around Kevin Feige on stage oh, sure. in different situations that right. I've noticed more. And it didn't have anything necessarily to do with Black Panther in my eyes. So okay. if the rumor is that Ryan Coogler is being is one of the directors that is being looked at to direct Avenger Secret Wars. Um, Interesting. That and would be so, a great fit, I think. I mean, looking at Wakanda Forever, and I think looking at his track record, well, hmm. I'll say this loosely, very loosely, in my personal opinion, but he has a style that is very much unique, and it's more serious, and it's yeah. more... Yes. It's not... It's I don't want to say goofy, but it's it, right. it, it definitely lends itself more to a serious journey as opposed huh. to something that may be more Takita Wakiti kind of a thor sure. and thunder it's yeah. not like very bright neon colors or anything like that it's tone just feels very different and sure. i just want to say i support that 1000 percent because i, I would, just feel yeah, like the issue with it i don't mm-hmm. know how well he could handle that many heroes or the storyline of secret wars depending on how you go about it <laughs> yeah but there's some sauce he brings to that so i just kind of want to see what y'all thought and how you felt about it i mean i i, I oh, love wait, it hold I, on sorry from Roman, I think you oh, are right. at eighty dollars. Oh, okay. Yes. So never mind. So next next week, I'm committing 
I'm committing next week that we will at least have some options yes. Uh, yes. for nonprofit yes. orgs for us yes. to select from. Not that we will yes. have one yes. decided. No. Not no. committing to this that. This ship doesn't that move mis- that fast. We'll, we'll well, I made options. that mistake with Roman and making him coffee. I owe him a pure egg And Marcus here. with his shirt. So there's yeah. That. At least uh, I have a design to put on the shirt now. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that we will have... Uh, we'll have some nonprofit orgs uh, in the discussion. Maybe our maybe our listeners can help us choose. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, to to your point about Ryan Coogler, though, I mean, like the guy. I mean, Fruitvale Station, Creed, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I mean, the guy. I, like Black Panther's the lightest thing he's done, and that Creed. movie had like maybe five jokes, and that is not a critique. Like Black no, Panther is a, just a good statement. movie. Um, and so I they think were cringy that, jokes though, but yes. I mean, you know, like one or two were, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. I don't, I also know that the target audience for this is like people that can get into a PG-13 movie. So I understand yes. the broad appeal. So I, yeah. I don't did mind he, these big budget flicks knowing like, hey, we got to pay some bills here for the kids. Here's a funny he, joke. Moving on. Did he write that too? Uh, I'm happy to look at that real quick here. Cause that's, uh, cause here's, yes, he wrote it. Okay. Cause that's, that's incredible. That's, that I think is that I think is going to be important to whomever they decide to, mm-hmm. needs to do Secret Wars is I think whoever decides whoever ends up helming that is going to have to have some writing input put in, oh, into it as well. I mean, and since I really think that story is going to what's stories with a, with a hot mess that is Secret Wars, whether it's the first iteration or the second, right? You're gonna have you're gonna have to have some organization story wise and to have a clear line Man. through it. And clearly, he knows how to to write and then put that image that he put onto paper out into the world. So I think he could definitely handle it. I do think he's going to have to have a strong writing partner for it. Like, I don't know if he could do secret wars all by himself just, and that's not be, that's not any dig at the man. That's just a statement of how complicated secret. I mean, so I I don't think that there's any, I don't think that that's a problem. I think it's just something to consider. I do think it goes to your point, though, Marcus, that if if Secret Wars is going to be this somber victory that we think it's going to be after Mm -hmm. the downfall of Kang, or Mm -hmm. maybe it's the downfall of Kang, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, yeah, uh, I feel like that fits. And I also feel like if you really want somebody to, like, get serious with it and be like, no, these are the characters that got to go. These are the ones that got to die or have the consequences before they... Mm -hmm. I think they're going to reboot in Secret Wars. I don't think that's a big, Ooh. I don't think that's a, a large, I, I don't know. I don't think that's a wild prediction, but that's my prediction right now is that they're going to reboot uh, the a, whole MCU. Can you that's, do it? I, I have a, a comment, but it. can you, can you go into that a little bit? I want, yeah. before, can you hold that thought? Sure. I, I, I do want to add um, that. I think I, I had a, I had a line that I wanted to say. Matter of fact, Brian, I want you to, can you dive into that? A little bit more. Sure. Yeah. So for me, reading the 1980s Secret Wars and then uh, the updated, see the Hickman Secret Wars uh, that most recently came out. uh, Both of those events were catac. They they were they were very much character building and character changing for Mm -hmm. a select group of heroes. Uh, In the original Secret Wars, that's where Spider Man gets the Venom suit. Yep. That's pretty major for his arc Mm -hmm. uh the thing decides not to go back with the fantastic four uh that's that's pretty monumental to me um you have the x-men and magneto working together 
And yep. th there's some stuff that splits off from there. This is all the 1980s Secret Wars. Uh, then you look forward to the Hickman Secret Wars, which was essentially, I'm going to say, like a large Fantastic Four story with Avengers and other characters in supporting roles. Yeah, and uh, good way to put it. Basically, basically finding out that Battle World, that the only thing that exists in the multiverse is Battle World, and it didn't always used to be like that. And they find that they can change all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems like a really good off ramp for anybody that's like, I'm done with the MCU. It seems like a really good on ramp for people that are like, I really want to tell this story, but you've kind of already told it. Or I don't feel like we have the set pieces in place to tell it. Um, so sure. I'm not saying like all of the spider people are going to die. Not saying that at all. I just think like, you know, are we wanting a more mature Peter Parker? That's a really easy way to like age him up. Uh, are we wanting Carol Danvers to hang out with the Guardians of the Galaxy? That's an easy way to do that. Are we wanting new Guardians of the Galaxy? That's an easy way to do that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm where I'm at. It does. It does sort of it does sort of give you the opportunity to say all of these folks were never in the same sandbox before. Right. What if suddenly you saw them together, enjoyed that, and we yeah. then gave you more of it, right? right. Like, I, I see the the logic and how that follows, and Brian, that makes a ton of sense. Like, not a, not a like, let's go back to square one with Iron Man and start over, but definitely right. a, like, That's did you, you know. want to see Iron Man go to space for, like, right. I don't know, Ex six years? You, thank you. You, you summed could, it up far better than I could. You could go to, he could go to space, right, guys? I mean, you could like, recast Iron Man. Like, you, yep, could, like you, you could do all that stuff. That's how you get a Miles Morales, and that's how you get exactly. a I Young agree. Avengers, which they, they are setting up that, like, behind the scenes, and I could very well see them waiting to age all these characters up to yeah. become the yep. new Avengers. What I was going to say is, and thank you for explaining that, Brian. What I was going to oh, say sure. is, um, before we move on, I, I also have a theory that if he was to get, I know it's just a rumor, so grand, huge grain of salt, but if he was to get Secret Wars, I, I, I genuinely believe it's because Doom is in Black Panther and he's developing that villain. I that's can see that. fair. That's I actually a really good point. Like he would be like, He's this person that's going to introduce Doom and Black Panther that maybe Kevin Feige just like gave yeah. him some some kind of leeway with Doom mm -hmm. to be like, give me a villain that is almost just because you gave right. us you you gave us um Michael B. Jordan as mm -hmm. um Killmonger as uh kill thank you Killmonger as Killmonger. So like, what if you got Doom in a kind of a similar way of this that's super fair. relatable villain that Ryan Coogler has written up and then he gets to develop as if he was to become the main villain in secret wars and then you just surround these character pieces around it interacting with this phenomenal doom that you just discovered like that would be dope to me if he pulls it off and then they take it away from him the egg is on M marvel's face so i feel like yeah it makes a lot of sense to like double down or even wait like wait until see how wait. audience receive it and if yeah. they really really like it then you say guess who just got see i mean i could literally see it being like a sunday night it's eight o'clock at night. The numbers are starting to come in from Black Panther's <laughs> debut, Ryan which Kugler's is going to be ridiculous. By Ryan the way, Ryan yeah. at home, yes. enjoying like a like an old fashioned, maybe hanging yes. out with his wife and his kids, yes. just kind of kicking it. And suddenly yep. his phone's rings. He's like, "Hold on, guys, I got to take this." And <laughs> and literally, Kevin's like, 
guess who just got himself Secret Wars? And then <laughs> click, and that's it. <laughs> like I, that's that's how and, that shit's yeah. gonna play out. Oh, I would be right. way more corny. I'd give him a call and right. be like, "It looks like you're in the Secret Wars now." Click, and like, <laughs> no, I don't care and what Ryan, the answer. And Ryan, is. Ryan Coogler would be like, "What the fuck?" But I, mean, I do feel like. <laughs> Because you know it comes from an unlisted number. I feel like Kevin Feige's a little bit more saucy than we think. Like, I feel like he's like a nerd that understands comics book comic books, but I also feel like he's the guy that can walk in a room and just be smooth as shit and talk yes. to anybody. Yeah. You Get you a I mean? man like that him, can do both, they say. Oh, like he will dap up Ryan Cougar like a black man and be like, <laughs> and Ryan was like, okay, I don't know where the fuck that came from, but I'm on board. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. That would be pretty. I would pay to see that. Also, I'd pay money to see that. I, yeah, I have to share this knowledge. There's no other place for me to share it. Secret Wars, the name was a name made by committee back in the '80s to sell toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, they just they had a bunch of kids in a conference room, and they just ran a bunch of like combined words for them and the, these 80s kids decided like nah secret wars that's cool nobody knows what it means that's it implies they're secret and nobody knows about them but also there's multiple of them i love that anyway it's bonkers that's it's my favorite, favorite. to me if you go the spider-man route secret war that's really interesting right because secret wars makes sense from the spider-man cartoon the 90s mm-hmm. version right because oh it was like yes he 100%. thought this secret war behind nobody will ever know because right. peter parker's keeping this diary of himself right yes and he's like or journal whatever you're more comfortable with diary. Whatever. Um, diary's fine. and he's diary. like oh you know they'll never know that i had to fight this secret war for good and evil or right blah blah blah, blah, blah. but that's really interesting that you said that i didn't that's know that very oh, no, like the whole the original 80s run like they were supposed to have all these action figures come out with them but like the whole the whole thing fell apart like and they stopped selling action figures because they weren't selling so they still had to finish the story anyway that's that's a story for another day i wanted to add that here though because some people might be like man secret wars like how could that possibly relate it doesn't it's it's media it's like marketing (laughs) gibberish to get you to buy stuff that's hilarious um that's great marcus i appreciate that that rumor i will always entertain those those are always those always fun rumors um brian you have a piece of news Hi, everybody. So first off, I want to say take care of your mental health. If you got to talk to somebody, go talk to somebody because this next piece I'm going to talk about is from Vanity Fair and Vanity Fair reached out to dozens of people who are in Ezra Miller's life. If that name sounds familiar, he is the Flash in the DC live action movie universe for now. And I have been just honestly, I've been on this beat because the story just there's so much going on. It's hard to figure out what's real and what isn't. What I am going to say, I'm really just here to hype the Vanity Fair article. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, mm. it, it lists everything in sequential order if you're curious like me. Yes. Of like, when did this happen? Why did this happen? And what what is happening now? Because there's like this really weird thing of like criminal charge, like whack-a-mole happening across a variety of different states. Um, and there's also some weird connections. Anyway, I'll let you read that article. I'm not going to summarize the whole thing. What mm. I wanted to bring here was uh, uh, a line that stood out to me from this article that just kind of <laughs> stupefied me, which was uh, basically three people that are close to Miller say he wrapped up being the Flash into his grandiose speechifying when he would give these like grand speeches to the people he was around. And one source said that the actor claimed that the Flash is the one who brings the multiverse together, just like Jesus. And I, and I, I, that's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. 
Uh, but I, I wish Ezra Miller the best. I, I do. I just also want to say as a, as a, as, uh, I don't know much, uh, about Jesus in the multiverse. So I'm happy to look. I didn't know traveling the multiverse was one of his strengths. Yeah. Turning Uh, water into wine and then bringing Superman and zipping over and talking to black Adam for a little bit. I mean, I went to I went to vacation Bible school as a kid, and unfortunately, I missed I missed Jesus in the multiverse. Maybe <laughs> maybe I would have paid more attention. I don't know. Um, no Jesus, but anyway, had either did you? So E forty did. You missed you missed Jesus in the Justice League fight Darkseid, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I did. I missed that one. That's in the Snyder Snyder cut. Oh, yeah. it's the double Snyder cut. That's, a, double Snyder that's cut. in the uh, Mel Gibson Zack oh. Snyder oh. joint project. Wow. Well, they this is, I'm going to see myself out anyway. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see what's yeah. going on with that. That Vanity the, Fair. The Mel kinda... Gibson Passion of the Christ cut is wild as hell, and <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. that's yeah. crazy. He goes yeah. against every goes against grainy goodness and everything. Um, anyway. that's that is very interesting. You shared that some of that with us in the chat, Brian, and I. I it was like a car crash. Like I couldn't look away from that article. Like it's, that article was nuts. You know, the, the, the last thing I'll say about it is like, you know, if he does need help, I really hope he gets it. For There's sure. also just a lot of stuff going on about like how he's treating people and like what he's aware of and what he's not aware of. So like, yeah, I just, yeah. to everybody listening, like treat people with respect. That's all. And well, I feel like he's, he's for one, no matter how successful this movie is, I feel like he's done. Like there yeah. is no taking a chance on him there. I don't think that I don't think WB is doing that. WB got his own shit going on right now. And I yeah. doubt a person with this with this much going on it helming their main universe in some like in, in, in a way is I don't think that that's going to work. So, yeah, I do hope I, he gets the help he needs. It's hard to I see the future too. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he does, too. Um, gentlemen, I have one piece of news that I'd like to say, and I'd like all of us to just take a brief moment of silence and remember the possibility that was Star Wars Rogue Squadron, because in all of the announcements and in all of the releases and hype, both pre D23 and post D23, um, it seems to have fallen off the release schedule. So for those that, for, for those that don't know, Oftentimes when you like when Disney or other movie studios will put out their slate, they'll put out things through five years from now. So Disney put this out, I believe um, Culture Crave put it out. I believe Fandom Wire put it out. There were a variety reported. It just got removed. I think like last Thursday. There is nothing on the schedule that would give any indication that Star Wars Rogue Squadron is continuing to happen. No real reason as to why. I mean, I'm going to read between the lines and make some assumptions that maybe Wonder Woman 1984 had something to do with it. Um, no way. The failure I, of the movie? I, I don't I don't want to insinuate, but it does like that was the last thing Patty Jenkins touched. But like, okay, I have a question then because I did. This is my first time hearing this, and I I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I did see a tweet off. that they said um, the next Star Wars movie doesn't come out till twenty twenty five. Yep, I think right. I mean, technically, yeah. but what is, which is what? Does anybody know what that is? It's untitled, I think, at this I, point. I believe it's it's Tiki Watiti's oh. movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but when you have, I mean, okay, let's say that 
Wonder Woman 1984 was is the reason that Rogue Squadron isn't happening, right? And again, don't know I'm that. looking and for we, like again, context. I'm looking for context clues. Right. I'm putting together like there's yeah. an there's a whole puzzle over here yeah. with yarn and pictures that I have set up that's reaching me to this conclusion. <laughs> but what what about the first Wonder Woman, which was successful, and Patty Jenkins' other yeah, pieces of work? I, I guess oof, we, I don't know. Was there something? Am I dreaming, or was there a moment where we all said on this podcast that there was going to be a fallout between Patty Jenkins and Disney because something went out? We kind of hinted, we kind of hinted at it last week when we talked about D twenty three. Brian brought up like. I don't know if Patty, you know, like, I don't know if 1984 is responsible and that's all that it is. And so, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it's weird. I I do from last week when we recapped D23, I don't, I I don't know if it's a whole thing if they just are not interested in doing movies and like, like maybe, maybe the conversation instead that's happening is like, do you want to do a rogue squadron TV series? Which by the way, I would be all about. I actually think it lends itself well to like a TV episodic format and like a military serial. I mean, you're telling me it's like a fighter pilot military serial in space. Like, yeah, that's that's going to be rad as hell. Uh, But I I, I don't know. It just because of how much silence has been around it. I mean, they haven't even done casting. Mm -mm. They haven't even confirmed a script. And that's for none of the movies. So it just makes me wonder it makes me feel is is that it's a disney decision i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think 1984 is factoring into it i know a lot okay. of people are like oh 1984 but I, I mean that movie still made over like 150 million in box offices mm-hmm. during the height of the pandemic so that's like, true very good point fair point. i and i'm also i, I can't confirm this because hbo max is really stingy with their data but i'm pretty sure that also contributed to a lot of their subscriptions at the time oh yeah because that was oh, one of the first oh, big releases on that platform yeah yeah, it had to have. yeah. And, and wonder so, woman 3 is in yes like progress. they're gonna they're gonna they're do wonder it. woman yeah. 3 like yeah. that's a lock like like and from yeah. the rumors we've heard they want She's gal gadot to, to lead do the more stuff yeah, for sure so I, I honestly think it's a disney philosophy decision i'm super bummed about it because like i was yeah, like yeah like this dope is as hell these are the stories that i feel like are worth exploring after we finish the skywalker saga Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of good on family Shakespeare laser sword drama. Like everybody's kind of liking. I mean, like people are liking these niches. Like the Mandalorian is a Western and yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. was essentially a lone samurai film protecting a child. Yeah, was a, yeah, yes. yeah no, that's right. Um, Boba Fett was basically just like half Lords of Arabia, part Mandalorian season 2.5. And then if you ever played the game Battlefront, it was a free for all for the final episode. Mm, so like, yes. Battlefront, Battlefront is such a good game. Yeah, Jesus. right. So it makes me just feel like they're leaning towards TV and boosting Disney Plus. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd be curious like, to check in on later. I, I want to take a moment, not for this, not for this, RIP to this, I guess, but um, oh, I just want to reflect on Obi-Wan. That that was such a good series. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I was. Yeah. And I don't know if people basked in that long enough, because I know we're in an oversaturated world, but Obi-Wan was so fucking well done for it to be a mm-hmm. main character of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I really, like, Mandalorian doing well is great, because it feels like that's a new character that you can build yeah. up, and you know, you can grow into, for people that 
Yes. Don't have any past history or anything like that. You have this character that's great. Yes. Obi-Wan, with having so much history around Obi-Wan in the animated series and the old, you know, in Star Wars and yeah. the originals and then the, the, you know, um, the, the sequels, I just felt like that was such a unique story. And man, I really enjoyed myself week to week watching yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah, I think I think I think this is a strength that Star Wars has going for it right now. And maybe this is part of what Brian's alluding to when he's talking about like this is their strategy. Yeah, it seems like the folks over at Lucasfilm are just completely content saying like, yeah, there's like th there's nine movies you have to watch if you really want to watch. <laughs> there's nine movies you have to watch yeah. to get the main through line. Right, but man. We're going to build you like Star Wars is a rich and like diverse yeah. and a like has so many side. It's it's such a complicated RPG of a, of a world it of is. where Lots there of is missions. like there's a main through <laughs> mission. But if you want to split off and do a series there's of so six many. side missions where you're only one right. Kenobi, you can do that. Or get do you want to do do you want to do one big side mission where you just have to get the Death Star plans? Go watch Rogue One. Like that's, yeah. that's two all you hours have to of do. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually, that's a great. That's a great way to put it. Feels like it is yeah. just a series of side missions with a main story, and it just maybe that's the route that they want to go. But where I I come on the other side of it is I'm like, but man, does Rogue Squadron lend itself well to that? Like it would be so yeah. well done as a TV. Sh I mean, could you imagine the opening like the brink of war? Oh like, yeah, totally. Uh, all boys on Alderaan are really taking it <laughs> to the Imperial scum. And then like it zooms in like it, that's all you have to do with it is old school 1940s World War II serial. Yes. And it'd be so awesome. But I feel like yeah. what are we leading to? That's because that best. would be the question. Fair point. What you know, whatever Takiti Wakiti Wahati Watiti is like got going on up his sleeve. I feel like the series must lead into that. Like Andor could possibly lead into that or um, um that's fair you, like these newer series that are coming out do they lead to this new story so i so looking at all the reactions for andor tony gilroy has gone on record saying like hey like andor is like this story without like any easter eggs like this is mm. the story and i feel like i feel like what they're doing is just more like this is a story in the star wars universe it has a beginning and an end and it's not necessarily leading up to other stuff like it kind of feels like compartmentalized because mm, like sure when you like because i talk to other fans and like i talk about you know my love for the original movies and there's people like my nieces who are like i mean the original movies are fine but like clone wars is my jam like clone sure. wars is like yeah. i connected with ahsoka and if you were That's to say awesome. that to a fan who only saw the original movies, they'd be like, who are you talking about? And like Ahsoka is seen as this who? character right. that reached a lot of women and girls. Like you didn't really see a woman with a lightsaber in the original movies. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of sort of in the prequels, not a main character at all. So Ahsoka was that for a lot of people that's star Wars to them. And the original movies they could care less about like, Oh, is Ahsoka yeah. in them? No. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and I, I think that's a good thing. I want to make sure I say that. Like, I think it's a good thing. Like, Star Wars can be a lot of things to different people. So I, awesome. it just seems like right now they're just doing compartmentalized stories. But we'll see. Which we'll see. I'm also fine with. I'm still also waiting fine. on my black man with a lightsaber. Just I mean, FYI. if they did a whole... I mean, <laughs> I would love a whole Mace Windu story. I have the pitch did. for it. I just, But also, I would love a new character as well. <laughs> like, true. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, right. I, we 
thought we were going to get Finn or was supposed to get Finn. I don't, you know, there's not not enough hours in this podcast to unpack that. I feel like (laughs) that still upsets me. Yeah. 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 And you can feel that too. When you watch that movie. And when I went back to watch it, I was like, oof. Yeah, they 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 cut a lot of your storyline, Bucko. I mean, Ooh, yeah. Rise of Skywalker is. I'm not gonna. I can't do this. I can't yep, do yeah, this. we'll do it. Yes, yep. yes, you're right, Marcus. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you are correct. Yes. Well, gentlemen, in speaking of where is this going lately, <laughs> we have been in a little bit of a movie lull. Sure. So have. In case folks are curious as to where the fall is going as far as its movie releases, um, Brian Roush is going to give us a little bit of a what to expect from this fall yes. in your local cinema. Brian, what do you got? Yes. So uh, what we're going to be doing with this new segment, basically, I'm going to be going through weekend by weekend uh, the, the move, the big movies that are coming out. I'm also going to highlight some that I think our listeners would enjoy that maybe you haven't sure. seen any advertising for yet because uh, <laughs> our interests veer from straight up comic book movies to, oh, we really like this indie drama, darling. So yep, all over uh, the place. So I'm just going to kind of run over those. I'm not going to mention everything. This is not an exhaustive list. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to start with uh, with the rest of September that we have here. If you're listening to this, it came out on the 21st. So this weekend, it's everybody's favorite drama <laughs> drama of the set. I should Do say. you it's like don't, Hot Mess? Don't Worry Darling, which is Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Harry Styles. Uh, we, as of the last time we talked as a group, uh of, of our podcast uh we will be seeing this so we will be talking about it next week oh yeah we will uh and so <laughs> just something to keep on the radar the next week uh you're gonna be having uh hocus pocus 2 on september 30th on disney plus um Ooh. so that's probably gonna be a big draw yes. uh for a lot of y'all uh <laughs> the one thing i think the one movie i'm gonna point out here in september to watch or one that is probably gonna get a lot of attention and discourse is blonde uh it's coming out on netflix it's an oh, nc-17 right. with Anna, Anna Ar- Armas <laughs> and Adrian plays, Brody. Marilyn, plays marilyn monroe she plays marilyn monroe <laughs> uh it's been screened by a few critics audiences and it's been very divisive so if you're looking for something yeah. that might challenge you blonde on september 28th on netflix maybe that film for you yeah maybe i've heard not- I've heard outstanding things about Anna de Armas's performance from those yes. who have seen it, that she does an outstanding job, but this is a, put the kids to bed for this one. Because... I mean, they're, gonna, they're not going to pull punches. I mean, Marilyn no. Monroe was, I mean, a person like any of us in a biopic oh. sometimes. Well, and yeah. how she was treated by Hollywood too, is yes. also not always a great look. Yes. So yeah. Uh, all right, so then we're moving into October. I'm just gonna say it right off the right out of the gate. Uh, the big comic book movie here is coming out Friday, October 21st. It's Black Adam. It's Dwayne Johnson. You you know what's happening here, but it's it's the third weekend in October. So if, if you have kids and you need a babysitter, that's that's the date. That, that's need. it. Pick your date. Yep. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, it's an interesting mix of like your traditional horror and you can start to see some Oscar contenders coming in. Yep. Um, so the one that I'm just, I mean, if you're really needing uh, something, something fresh and maybe you're like, you know what, where's Christian Bale been? Well, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, he's going to be in Amsterdam. It's a rated R drama right. that takes place in the thirties about uh, himself and a character played by Margot Robbie that witnessed a murder. And 
they need to get out of it. So that comes out Friday, October 7th. Uh, there's been a little bit of drama buzz about it. I, I, from the trailer, I can't really tell. John David Washington is also in it, uh-huh. which our friend yeah. from Tenet, going backwards and forwards, will be in it. Directed uh, by directed by David O. Russell, who yes. did some did some cool stuff too. So there's yes. there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun things to expect with that one. And then Halloween ends. If you're needing your scary movie itch scratched, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's back Friday, October 14th. Again, Again ha- Halloween ends. So if you li- look, if you like scary movies, you know, you're going to watch this. So really, that's that's a date for you. You know, what would be fun for this podcast before that one. Maybe we don't What's watch that? Halloween ends, but it would be fun to watch the original like 1970s Halloween. Like I would absolutely be down for that. That would be fun. That would be fun yes. to watch that one just because one, the all of the, like the movie trivia around that original about how much it was made for and some of the yeah. choices that they made. That'd be a fun one. So we'll put a pin yes. in that for for spooky movie season. Totally. I can live without it. Officially spooky movie season because it'll be October. <laughs> I can live oh, Doug, it. we've already had scary movies come out. It's already scary season. Spooky it's movie season, Brian. It's October. <laughs> uh i'm gonna go to november there is a release on the 28th i don't know much about it it's called pray for the devil i can't really speak to it but uh we then kind of go into this pre-thanksgiving like break is the best way i can call it there's some streaming stuff coming out i'm not gonna highlight it though none of it caught my eye in a significant way look friday november 11th just just pre-order your Wakanda Forever tickets. You know yeah. what this movie is. Yeah, you, you know you're going to cry. You know yeah. you're going to be happy, but like in a sad way. Um, go watch that trailer again. You know I'm going to. Um, I ain't watched it since because I boo-hooed when I tried to watch it the second time. It's It gets me. Uh, so anyway, Friday, November 11th is, is Black Panther. What I think is funny and is a commentary is there's a movie called Armageddon Time. Um, releasing on the same date, led by Anne Hathaway. Um, and it's about a kid that goes to a private school. Uh, I don't know. Watch there's the trailer. Ju- just, there's a juxtaposition. <laughs> I mean, Who, who's going to go to the movie theater and be like, mm, what a hard decision. Man, <laughs> can I watch this movie that's going to be great? Or can like, I watch the movie about the private school kid that I know nothing about? Like, I, I like, I. I get Why not move around? Listen, when Drake drops, artists move around. When J. Cole That's drops, right. Kendrick drops, artists move around. I mean, I feel I like if you want to drop a movie when one of the greatest movies possibly of all time is coming out, you right. should move around. I, I, I wouldn't do this if I was yeah, a movie executive, no. but I'm not. Anyway, uh, there's some releases on the 18th. Uh, they, they're they more drama related. The one I'll say is She Said, which is rated, rated R. Uh, with Carrie Mulligan, which recaps the mm. origins of the Me Too movement. Oh, um, I think it nice. could be a, a be big Oscar drama contender. Um, obviously, some very heavy material there. Um, so something to watch out for in our award season. And then Wednesday, November 23rd. This is the day before Thanksgiving, folks. You got your family in town. Mm-hmm. They're staying at your house. And you're like, mm-hmm. we got to get out of this house. Don't worry. Right the now. movies got you covered. Well, what are we watching with the family? Uh, we are going to watch Strange World, which is the Disney release. Uh, it's an animated Disney release. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they, it's the it, basically they go to a strange world in a, a strange spaceship. Uh, there's adventures that ensue. It's the Disney animated feature. Mm-hmm. Very safe bet. Uh, if that's not your jam, 
There's a movie called The Fablemans by Steven Spielberg, starring Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen. And uh, the the preview kind of gets into it, but the 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 main pull of this is the magic of movies hits this family in a special way. So I guarantee you, like they go into stuff. It's a musical thing, probably. Uh, no, it's not a musical. No, no, no it's a it's a classic Spielberg joint being like, you guys like movies. So do I. Here's a movie about movies. So it's going to be one of those. So the three of us will probably. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about movies. That's how <laughs> I feel about movies, too. I also wow. love movies. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thursday, November 24th, uh, Thanksgiving itself, Disenchanted will release on Disney Plus. So that is oh, what this sounds will be late. watching. Jesus, that's um, a lot of Disney all in like a two-day period uh it is but i mean this is disney strategy i mean they know that they true. know this is the That's time fair. families get together and you want something safe you can watch in front of the children because you probably can't go see she said with little johnny um so uh yeah probably. you get your disenchanted you <laughs> probably get your probably shouldn't you probably would or not maybe you it. should take it take little johnny maybe, ass maybe in there you so can teach his ass a lesson yes if little johnny understands the adult concepts don't um do that. Don't do that. so uh, make his ass learn Films anyway. black and white does not endorse that decision the black part does <laughs> these young boys that need to be is, learning at an early age look that is uh november so it's your heavy hitters it's your thanksgiving folks and then we get to december and look Brian, december wait one wait one moment What's you up? have ignored a movie in November that I am very excited for. What would you like to talk about? Which Doug? is weird. The Al Yankovic story. Because oh, I don't know if you sure. all saw the trailer for this. It looks sure. fucking nuts. It and does. it, I'm very excited for this movie. You know, for that those... didn't pop up on this list because it's, I don't understand where it's streaming. Because I, I think it's like a Roku financed picture. A, but It's I think a Roku can... financed picture, but on the fourth you can get it earlier if you oh, subscribe to roku i don't know. got it but okay you'll officially be able to stream it other places on the fourth but this is like our like it's um oh what's the kid's name who played harry potter it's gonna oh it's daniel radcliffe it's daniel radcliffe playing weird al yankovic i am yeah. very excited Which is why I had a streaming on roku i had a problem with this i have a roku tv by the way so it'll be easy for me oh to find. oh yeah so, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be all over if you have a roku tv it's super easy to find the roku products because they shove that shit in your face <laughs> um but also, I watched the trailer, and I just hate to pigeonhole people like this, but all I could think about was that's goddamn Harry Potter with a bad wig on. Like, that yeah. was the only thing that I could think about. But I'm very, I'm, very I'm kind of excited. I'm it's, curious. I'm not going to say excited. I love Weird Al. Don't get me wrong. I love Weird Al. It's I just my don't know style of, like, it's my style of, like, slapstick comedy is what it is. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's ultra silly. Like, that has Doug Wagner written all over well, it. Well, it also looks like a parody of the music document. Yes drama yeah. like of a biopic so like yep. if you're gonna skewer biopics i'm there because in some sense all of the biopics are the same yes they I, are i yeah, enjoy them i love them rocket man still stands out to me still but i know that. the main beats i i it's a it's a story i understand he does um, something bad he gets better he rises to, like it's it's right it's the roller coaster that is the rise to stardom the rise to stardom <laughs> So that's your November. I'm so glad you brought up. I'm so glad Weird that I was Al. Able to. Yeah, uh, you saved you saved us all, dude. Great, look, great job. You guys would have missed I'm, it. I'm gonna be real with you. You would have missed December... it, and you would have regretted it. Whew, dodged a bullet there. I, 
I don't have a lot for December, y'all, because I mean, it's 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 the closing time time of the movie theater year. Like people, you know, there's you got Christmas, you have the Christmas holidays Mm -hmm. for your movies. But after that, it's like you're you're getting ready for award season. So there's going to be a ton of awards centric Mm -hmm. movies coming out. I'm not going to cover all of them right now um because we also talk about a little bit in january after the dust settles after all the film festivals yeah the one i will highlight though friday december 2nd in theaters is violent night rated r with david harbour and he plays santa who's got to rescue people who are being held hostage which i'm happy to watch Um, it's fat man with a less divisive lead yes a little (laughs) bit there's not a hostage component to fat man though no there's but i mean um, how many how, how how many how many how many Santa non-Santa movies have we watched on this podcast, y'all? Only the one. Just the one. I felt like it was two. This is gonna be two. Probably. I mean, there was that Anna Kendrick one, which I ended up watching twice. I can't tell you why, but I did. I saw it twice. Was that um, Noel? Was that yeah? Noel? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that's that. why I thought it was two. Because I think you, when, I also watched Noel. When you strictly again, if I can if I can hop on my soapbox of just for a moment, please, when you strictly celebrate holidays and you don't watch Christmas shit before December 1st, do you understand how much more time you <laughs> narrows it? You have to pick your Christmas movie because there are only so many weekends. There's like okay. three of them. So, so you have to like narrow it down. You're okay. like, what are the top three Christmas movies but I want to watch? That does well, not feel. True. Well, like, wait a minute. Get- First, right out of the gate, j- well, right out of the gate, I'm up as cri- Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. I won't be taking any questions, but it's hands down the best, best Christmas movie of all. Muppet Christmas. I will not. I will not. We're not going to go anywhere. And then you got to fit in the Santa Claus in there somewhere. So really, okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait. 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 Duh, okay. Christmas Sorry. Okay. Duh, first, I think we missed the movie. I'm going to take you off your fucking soapbox because you just came with some bullshit. Okay. So first, I feel like I, mean, I need to hear top three. Christmas movies from everybody quickly. Oh, but man. and there's also uh the Santa Claus has a series coming out on yes, Disney. It Plus, does. And that I believe is in November. Probably October 31st, knowing these probably. assholes. Probably because sometimes the Christmas stuff doesn't come. It leads into the Christmas season. It'll start like at the end of November and then lead into December mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. top three, the go ahead. Real quick, a Muppet, <laughs> a Muppet Christmas Carol is top of the list. Okay, like, yes. It's easily top of the list. All right. Then after that, the original Santa Claus, just because okay. that's yeah. got me feeling a certain Creepy. sort of way. Creepy. And then I'm going to make a choice and say that I prefer Christmas Vacation huh. to um, uh, A Christmas Story. So I prefer Christmas Vacation to A Christmas Story. Mm. I think there was one year where my dad found out that you could watch A Christmas Story for 24 hours. And so he tried to make that choice. And so I watched it like four times. And I was like, there are oh, other things we can watch. I might have been like 16 why does, at the That time. makes me want to throw up. Yeah, it was real bad. I, like, I, after a while, you're just sort of like, okay. What a decision. Like, ooh, we've missed the beginning. I know all of you are trying to catch the beginning. Like, we're all trying to catch the beginning, but we can put this together, right? Like, it's either you catch the beginning, you miss the middle, you catch the end, or some combination oh, there. Oh, God. But okay. Yes, all right, Brian. Those are my three. Yes, uh, Brian. Okay. Um, okay. I you, Look, uh, if we're going classics, I like It's a Wonderful Life. 
Uh, do I watch it very often? No, I do not. Very, um, very but heavy. I do feel like it's a Christmas movie that's like, so this guy's going to kill himself. And you're like, excuse me? And then <laughs> it, really, it really is. Like, ho, ho, ho. Essentially, like, also, oddly, a very good, like, it's this weird meta narrative, by the way, of like community building and capitalism mm, yes. is bad, which yeah. absolutely wild to look at it through that lens. Anyway. It's a Wonderful Life is top three. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's number one. Um, I think the next one for me is going to be Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Sinbad. Uh, they are trying to get this action figure. Uh, it vibes with me because I, like, I, I was that kid that was like, I gotta have the, the action figure, mom and dad. Like, I need this action figure. And you're kind of like, okay, like, you know, I don't know. It, yeah. it vibes with me. It reminds me of a happy time. And then, I think it's got to be, it's tough. It's tough. If I had to choose one, I think I'm going to go with home alone. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Just, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a, it tells a simple story and I like the slapstick, but there is like a nice heartwarming end to it. Um, so that's what I'm going to say for now. That might change later, but that's what I'm going to say for now on the spot. Okay. Brian, did you say jingle all the way? Did I, I miss did. it? Okay. That's, that's my fourth. That's a close fourth for me. Filmed in Minneapolis. So, yep. In July, apparently. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to. So, okay. My list is a little bit unorthodox. I knew it. I'm going to say The Grinch. Uh, I'm putting The Grinch in there. Cartoon or Jim Carrey? Uh, Jim Carrey. Okay. That is unorthodox. Yeah. Jim Carrey. I really love that movie, even though he hates that movie. I feel like you have to watch the, the live action is better than the Benedict Cumberbatch movie that came out, and it's better than the cartoon version that was out. Okay, um, I completely forgot about the Benedict one. I think everybody did. It has um, one of my fa- yeah. it has my fa- one of my favorite lines in all of movies in it. What is it? They are uh, he is doing the annual pudding judging competition, and everyone's shoving pudding in his mouth, yes. and some guy comes up and goes, "This is not pudding," and just <laughs> and I every time I lose my fucking mind and laugh my ass. I, but the, I think I think Jim Carrey asks him, and he says, "Well, what, I think he says, what is it?" <laughs> He does. He does well. What is it? He, well, but it, what is it? It's the German accent, and coupled with the like, Ugh. this is not pudding, and I lose <laughs> it every single time. Uh, so the Grinch is on my list. Hmm. Now this next choice is it's my world, and I can do whatever way. the fuck I want to. Harry Potter as a series, I feel like, is a great. Huh. Christmas time. I feel like Harry Potter is a just like they say oh. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which I will agree with. I mean, okay. it is. I almost said Die Hard almost. I, yeah, I I will say that Harry Potter, if not the whole series, one and two at least are oh, good yeah. Christmas movies ish. I mean, all right. That's yeah. the time I rewatch them. I don't rewatch them over the Thanksgiving holiday when they show it. On, no, you're right. It, There's like form? it's you're kind of like piggybacking off of the magic of the season. I, yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. yeah. Even though the it's only a portion of it, but and then the last one, I think would have to be. I was trying to look up the movie. It's a very old movie, but somehow I managed to watch it every year. The Preacher's Wife. Um, oh, I don't it's know a black Christmas movie. I don't know that one. Um, I think Denzel Washington. Uh, you are right. It is. Yes. I feel like it is Denzel. I have not seen I it. Think it's I think like Oh, I'm putting this on my list. I'd love to oh, watch something yeah. new. Oh yeah, it's such a classic. It's the Preacher's Wife. It's a black Christmas movie. Always was on BET growing up, and it was one of okay. those that didn't feel like a cliche, cheesy Christmas. I mean, it is because it was made when it was made, like possibly in the '90s, I think. Oh, but is, still, yeah. a good movie. I always like watching. I'll rewatch. Yeah. I have no problem rewatching when it comes on. So those yeah. are my three. Those are your three. Yeah, those are my that's three. good. So, Brian, anyway, 
Brian, care to carry us out through December of the movies that are coming out? I do. I do. I also want to say Ghost of Girlfriends Past uh, is is probably my number four. Uh, Y'all remember my super ex-girlfriend? It's it's basically the, like the night before Christmas, but it's all about Matthew McConaughey's ex girlfriends, and there's a time travel thing in it. So obviously I'm hooked, and yeah, that's all anyway, it takes. That's anyway, true. that's a good that's one true. that goes I'm on board. Radar. Um, anyway, we left off with Violent Night, December second. Um, I think it's interesting. They're they're doing a a, a remake of House Party, uh, which I thought was interesting. Mm. So that is slated. Okay. Bold choice. That is slated for Friday, December 9th. Curious how that's gonna come in the theater. Be. In a theater, yeah, that's gonna fail. Is oh. Anthony Mackie in it? Who's the lead in that? I actually, I have this up. I have this up because I was like, "Who is, Anthony is this?" Who? We got Jacob Lattimore. Uh, oh, let's see here. Okay. He's talented. Tozen Cole, Karen uh, Obillum. Who else we got here? Chris. I I don't know a lot of these folks. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I just did okay. the scroll and I like I knew the first three. Nope. Don't know these folks. So I'm going to look with my black eye. I can do that. Please do. That, that's I'm, I'm the white from, guy looking at the black movie here. And be like, that's what's his name from, uh, what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be terrible if this is the cast. Oh, no. I love no, oh, no, no delay, no pause. Just, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> because you can always tell by the poster and like, you, I, well, tell I, me like, more. Now like, I have to look what, at it. DC like, Young Fly. Okay. Okay, DC yeah. Young Fly is hilarious. I know, like, okay, yeah, cool. Jacob Lattimore is talented. Yeah, okay, cool. Alan M- M- Maldonado. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is not going to be great. So, Well, you can... It looks like a cheap... It looks like it's going to be a cheap knockoff. Kind of like Coming to America 2, but that same... You're going mean, to overcast it with ri- funny people. It's written uh... by Stephen Glover. So oh, from Atlanta. Okay. Okay. So I, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I support my black people. I'm gonna watch I mean, it anyway. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched the original house party. I just thought it was an interesting, like to me, I like it. Cause it's not a Christmas movie. It's a party movie in the middle of mm. December that I don't know. That feels nice to me. Um, anyway, like y'all knew I was going to talk about avatar Friday, December 16th. Oh, it, you, we all know why we're here. It's Christmas. <laughs> It's James Cameron. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) And if you did, you don't want to go anywhere else. So you're going to watch Way of the Water, probably in 3D. And it might be good. I I don't want to bet against James Cameron, but I do kind of feel like it's got to prove itself a little bit. Well, that's coming out Friday, December 16th. Apparently he went to battle with Disney over the runtime and he was like, motherfucker, I made Titanic. So I read that. Be quiet about it. I read that piece earlier today. I added the motherfucker. The rest of the conversation (laughs) is accurate. (laughs) uh yeah that comes out this year yes that is the christmas movie dude that's it yeah well because otherwise it's glass onion which is a knives out movie that's what i was just about to say glass onion comes out friday december 23rd everybody again knows why they're here you're at home you're not going anywhere you're gonna pop on netflix for a good murder mystery with people that are just beautiful and you're gonna watch okay. it. You made me do it. Never mind. Just <laughs> fuck it. Listen, uh, nobody wants to watch Way of the Water, okay? Because I just <laughs> oh, think no. that that's a crock of bullshit. And oh, when no. I say nobody, I mean Marcus, because you <laughs> have spent years telling us that nobody, Avatar, 
three, four, five, six, seven, and eight was on the way. No worry. Rex. I know Avengers Endgame and Infinity War broke those records, but guess what I'm working on, y'all? It's just like Christopher Nolan did with Tenet, okay? Y'all be hyping these funky-ass movies up. Like, Avatar 1 was a great movie. Changed the game, okay? Listen, that was the time when Avatar 1 came out. Everybody's granddad was buying, including mine, was buying big ass TVs so that they could see the shit in 3D when they bought it on Blu-ray with the surround sound. I remember okay? that. And it was like when the Black Friday special came out for big ass TVs, everybody was doing because yep. the first movie they owned for these big yep. ass TVs and sound surround sound systems and 3D TVs and shit was Avatar. I so do, like I don't yeah, want to discredit. I, mean, I don't want to discredit the things that Avatar did, but what I do want to acknowledge is you are right when you say this shit's got to pull its own weight. Because a little bit, you've gassed this shit up. Yeah, I, I just it feels. I guess the reason it puts me off. Uh, I guess the reason it puts me off a little bit. I don't know James Cameron personally. I love his films. Yeah, but what it feels like is like, look, it's Avatar, and the first Avatar was great. You're gonna like this one, and it's like yep. it's been so long, and so like the long. first Avatar was. I just, I don't know. It just Border, feels like I'm being, too long. It well, it, it feels like it's it, it's imposed. Like, Retweet. what am I trying to say? It, it insists upon itself. Like, <laughs> yes. it insists upon itself just that, that it is a good visual movie sequel to this other good movie visual sequel. And I'm just kind of like, it's my man, like, where have you been? It's almost like, like movie nepotism. Like, you just want to like this oh, shit. Put that on a shirt. Like <laughs> what came before? And I just felt like that. Yeah. That's not fair like you know like you know what i did without it's like one guy who wins a fight one time right yes. and he yes. wins a fight one time and he's like hey hey up. don't fuck with me because you know i beat what's his name's ass right and it's like dude you kind of got lucky because that other dude slipped and fell on a piece of like Look, ice ricky was like drunk that. you got a good I mean, shot and yeah. leave it alone yeah i like and look here's the thing avatar should be my jam it's a sci-fi yes. oh, yeah Brian, environment like pro-environmentalist anti-capitalist movie Agreed. on another planet with yes. blue cat people and Agreed. new creatures and vehicles that this all called is lebron james this yes this should be my thing and all i can feel like is i hope it's good like <laughs> that's hope. weird that's weird. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I, tell it's us if weird. you feel the same, listeners, because I, I I feel like I don't know. It's, when I talk about it on Twitter, some people are like, "Well, Avatar the first one, it was so good," and I'm always like, "Who who is the name of the character? Who is the main character in Avatar?" Thank people, you, thank and, you, Brian. I, I mean, we've because, talked about this okay, before. But. Hold on. I know. Listen. I know our time is winding down. I know we're trying to get through this. Yeah. Fall th I mean, this is the last but, movie we're talking but about. But Brian, you are you you hit the nail on the head because. Nostalgia keeps us in a fucking chokehold, y'all. It does. And this feeling, I know movies give us this feeling of some places that we want to live in and stay in for a little bit, which is right. Why wow, I love movies, me personally. Man, right? why would we so want that right now? Movies. Man, weird. You, really? So weird. So weird. strange, huh? Yeah. So it's like the nostalgia portion, people heavily rely on that shit to sell right. a movie. And for it being so long, what is the damn, I don't know what they call it. Is that Jeopardy? Final Jeopardy, Double Jeopardy. You remember that movie, Double Jeopardy? Uh, yes, Double I Jeopardy do. with the woman who was who was accused yes. of killing her husband, and then was and then released so she, she and kills him again. She can't get convicted of the same so crime. Of the same crime, so she doesn't do it. Same thing. The same thing here. The, what is the timeline of too too long? And then can you commit Double Jeopardy on some shit because you did it? Like we accused you of making a good movie the first time, and I'm like, hell yeah. But like, <laughs> if you're that a lawyer, mean, come on this podcast and explain Double Jeopardy. Christopher Nolan. 
you who is it? James Cameron, Christopher Nolan, all you motherfuckers come on this podcast and talk to us because <laughs> I have questions. I genuinely have questions on the uh, the uh, the audacity <laughs> that you motherfuckers have yeah. when you are writing movies. We I should get, rewatch Avatar. We I don't have a problem rewatching well, Avatar. We'll definitely do an Avatar rewatch. And we're sure. gonna have. There's, we're gonna there's have. not but a whole lot else coming out. I've got more of a problem with. I was fine with the braid sex and all that other stuff, like in the movie. Like that's okay, <laughs> cool, right? Fine, I get it. You introduce some new shit to the world. That's perfectly fine. The same braid you have sex with, the same braid you drive your car with. Cool. That's perfectly fine with me. I just think the audacity of y'all is very just, it behooves me on how cocky you motherfuckers are on this is going to be the one to change the game. I just need y'all to relax. That's all I'm saying. Be confident, but just relax. Because Tenet, Avatar, all you motherfuckers just be bigging this shit up. And then when it flop, y'all be mad as hell. Doug is out of his chair, almost <laughs> laughing. I I am also yeah, still in the braid thing. romancing. Uh, the braid, braid, that, the, that, that was in the movie. The braid you have that. sex with is the same one you drive your car I mean, with. You're, what you're right. I've I mean, never thought about it that way. Not wrong. Um, I do want to mention Brian. In addition, you kind of mentioned it, uh, but Please. Brendan Fraser's reap uh, like comeback movie, The Whale comes out the first oh. weekend in december nice. oh does it excellent it does. good is I, yeah, that's not that that's not on this list i have from cinema blend which is what i prefer to use um so i'm happy that that has a scheduled date i don't know if that'll be limited release but i'd be happy to know. see that i hope yeah, so yeah, but yeah, you know what it's probably going to come to streaming january anyway so. right, that's a very good point yeah. um awesome thank you for breaking that down for us yeah, brian. Brian, that, was that was a great, great discussion no i do problem I do want to leave a little bit of space to just chat a little bit uh, briefly about Rings of Power uh, yes. to talk through what our impressions are through four episodes. Now, Marcus, did you get a chance to watch it at all? Hell yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you're a busy long. guy. No. They're like 55, 60 minute episodes. Once so. Brian said they were like almost he said something about five hours, and I'm pretty sure that was over exaggeration. But also I was like, I'm not going to have time. I am going to watch it. So regardless of what you all talk about on this podcast, you're not spoiling anything because I'm not that deep. I literally just watched I mean, Lord of the Rings. I do like uh, two months ago for the first I, time. I do want to offer a joke that I made at Marcus's expense when we talked about how long this was. And I said, yeah, there are four episodes. They're about an hour each. It's about four hours. And he goes, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I said, weird. You make time for other four hour things to watch. <laughs> and I, I thought that's this, exactly where this and is I going. Thought, I thought this man was going to strike me down in a bar, but yeah, uh, he would not. It was just very, funny. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I, I couldn't each episode it. on average is over an hour. Yeah. I just want to point long. that out. Yeah. That's, and long. last week's episode was an hour. 10 yeah they're long Ooh. they're not so short. you're committing five hours if unless you you just don't go to the bathroom how many how <laughs> many know? how many episodes i guess i'll lead this portion since you both have seen it yeah um i'll lead with questions um, that's perfect just a little bit how many episodes are out right now at the four, moment four are out so far the first two dropped when it released two three weeks ago so there were two to start and then there were yeah so three weeks ago so yeah there have um, been four released so far is this a weekly drop or they? This is weekly. Sure is. What day did they drop weekly? I want to Friday, say Friday, baby. Friday, this, yeah, Friday morning. In traditional love nerds fashion, this is what Maggie and I plan on doing every yes. Friday night. There you go. There you go. Where yeah. do you? Where do you stream? Where do you stream this? Um, this TV show. Amazon Prime, which is kind oh, of a Amazon. weird place to put it. Here's the other thing. It's a weird place to put it, especially because you'd have to pay to rent the Lord of the Rings movies. 
on Amazon. I mean, it is. Yeah. So it's not synergistic. No. Corporate so like, exec who's if you want right to watch the Lord of the Rings movies, both the short and extended cuts, they are on HBO Max. But yeah. if you want to watch Rings yeah. of Power, that streams exclusively to Prime. So it's kind yeah. of all over yeah. the place. Oh, OK. Well, what is this? Uh, uh, can you explain <laughs> this show? I will do my best. To somebody who is not now, an, an avid fan. Before we jump off, Doug, I feel like of the three of us, you know the most about Lord of the Rings because you've read the books, right? Agreed. I have read the books. I have okay. rewatched two of the extended cuts over the past okay. two weeks. Okay. I've watched Fellowship uh, and Two Towers over the so course of the past two weeks. I have only been exposed to Lord of the Rings theatrical cuts. That was okay. how this universe was introduced to me. But I have seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies except the last Hobbit movie. So yes. that's that's where I'm at. I yes. have seen I have seen I've saw the theatrical cuts when they first came out when I was a kid. Yeah, with my mom. And we fell asleep at the last movie in the theater because it was so goddamn long. And I woke it up and they was... were floating away in a boat. Yeah. Um, but I, I have rewatched these movies, the theatrical cuts, about two to three months ago. I think I live tweeted through them. Yes, oh, you yeah. did. Yes, you yeah. did. I remember so that. that. That's where I'm at. Just for so we're all on the same page of our knowledge of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, okay. no, that's good. So for those that need a little bit of a reminder, this is kind of a weird time to be in it. So what you need to know is that there are three major ages within the middle earth realm. There's the first age, the second age and the third age for context. The events of the Lord of the Rings take place in the third age. The events of the Hobbit take place sort of at the tail end of the second age and where rings of power really places us at is at end of the first age beginning of the second age oh so, i had no idea i yeah, had no so there, idea yeah, about that there okay. are three there are three ages within the lord of the rings okay. world right. if you're okay. curious about timeline for the hobbit end of the second age third age okay. is all lord of the rings stuff. Right. what is what, what is a middle earth M middle earth is sort of well, middle earth is the so there are two major realms within this world that Tolkien created. There's yep. the world where the elves came from, which name I'm not going to remember. Valinor. And they, Valinor. And then they sail over on a ship into Middle Earth. And it's really just out of exploration. Okay. Um, and where this movie, where this show picks up is like right in between the events of the tail end of the first age and the Hobbit. And really the best way to put it is what you need to know <laughs> is that it's based off of a book called the Silmarillion, which is really like everybody. Basically what happened was you like the Lord of the Rings, right? And it was, everybody I was like, fuck yeah, I love the Lord of the Rings. And you fucking love the Hobbit, right? And right. people were like, yeah. And then so Tolkien was like, here's all of the shit that you need to know. <laughs> in order to really to real to really know those oh, and the oh silmarillion God. is really like it's a series of different myths and stories that will provide additional context to those other two stories but really beyond that does not really do a ton of information right. so what you hmm. need to know is that the elves came over from valinor and the big thing that they they went to war with a deity whose name is, is this Morgoth who goes to war with Morgoth okay. and essentially Morgoth. There are a bunch of like, I'm going to try and summarize this the best I can. There are a bunch of God. There's one main God. That one God created a bunch of lesser gods 
and the okay. lesser gods came to earth and were involved in different things. One lesser god made the dwarves. The other lesser gods like helped uh, the elves get as strong as they were. So there's a bunch of different like lesser gods that are working okay. by folks around um, the, the world. Yeah. Morgoth is one of those sort of lesser gods who decides to try to take additional power and the elves eventually defeat him. The men of middle earth worshiped him. Some of the men of middle earth worshiped him, which is kind of what they allude to there. Um, right. Because um, they talk about it. But so long story short is Sauron, the maker of the ring of power was yes. essentially like the right hand man to Morgoth. Right. And so what, the main storyline throughout all of this is they are trying to figure out where they're trying to figure out where Sauron is because yes. when they defeated Morgoth, they defeated Sauron. And so are these clues that Sauron left about where he was and how he was hiding. Right. And so that's essentially the storyline that we're all sort of so far is that we get introduced to the Harfoots, which are predecessors to hobbits. We okay. get introduced to Numenor, which is yep. the original realm of men. And we also get introduced to some of our elves creatures while all with this guise of like, you know, Sauron is coming. We're not sure where he is, yeah. but you know, in the background he's coming because all of this is sort of the prelude to making the rings of power that we know from the Lord of the Rings are what blinded the different races to Sauron's right. rise. Does this have anything to do with the fight that happens in Lord of the Rings? Yes. Uh, so there are characters in this that we get an introduction to, like so um Asildor, we get his introduction. Oh, he yeah. is as a young man. Um and you can kind of see some of his arrogance and braggadociousness um in this because he definitely has a little bit of a tood where he thinks he can just get away with stuff and yes. that definitely comes out in the movie, right? He decides that he can actually, he's going to take the ring for himself because he's the right. one who can control it. There are also pieces of this that get woven throughout. Like it's a, it's hinted to like in the return. No, in the end of the, the beginning of the return of the King extended edition, there's a scene between Gandalf and Aragorn and okay. they're standing here and they're looking out at Mordor and Gandalf turns to, to Aragorn and he says like, there's one thing that's deep rooted in all of this that Sauron doesn't see coming. He doesn't see that the heir of Numenor lives and walks this earth. And he kind of gives like Aragorn this glinty eye. What he's alluding mm. to is that the characters that are in Numenor now are basically Aragorn's great, great, great grandparents. Okay. Yes. Oh. yes. Okay. Got it. That makes sense to me. I feel yep. like, I, hey, I, I'm like Captain America. I understand that reference. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thought that one. That, that's, that's where a lot of this is sort of like uh, coming from, oh, wow, is that there's okay. a lot of this. Um, it, that's Roman brings up a very good point in the comments. For those of you who are listening, he said, I've heard the Rings of Power doesn't truly line up chronologically in regards to the books. It's more of a condensed timeline to fit a TV right. show. 110% correct. Right. This, is, this is an expedited timeline. And there are pieces to this that even I don't understand the references to. And I feel like I have a pretty good, there's a smoky yeah. sword. 
God knows what that is. There's oh, a I guy... that was so like Sauron's sword. That's what mm-hmm. I got too. That was like Morgoth's sword that Sauron's looking for to sure. get all of his power. Sure. Um, there is a big like in the Southlands. They're talking about men were kicked out and orcs are essentially destroying the de- like destroying the Southlands. My understanding is that eventually becomes Mordor right everything kind of sprungs up from so there's a lot of this like there's a lot of all of these things being woven throughout but really it's it's a very interesting show the thing about the show beyond all the convoluted timeline stuff is it's fucking gorgeous like it is this yes this is a visual treat for your eyes it is it is i like that was the thing when the first two episodes came out i that i told maggie i was like honestly i i follow like 75 percent about what's going on mm-hmm. but it looks so good that I, i'm compelled to finish it because it i not even a sci-fi series has touched how good this looks like this makes mandalorian look like a backlot production like yeah. and this is mandalorian looks good i want to make yeah. sure that's clear to everybody like this is just on another level well screenrant.com says the staggering amount, uh, the staggering number of Viet, um, visual effect shots required required the hard work and dedication of over fifteen hundred artists across oh, all of the studios. Uh, at nine thousand five hundred, the Ring of Power has more more visual effects shots than Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers: Endgame combined, both of which wow. feature between twenty five hundred and three thousand shots each. I believe that. Remember when we said like each episode costs eight million dollars? That's yeah. the reason why. This is why. Like, yeah. yeah, visual effects are expensive, and so that's exactly what this is. I and mean, so, um, yeah, yeah, visually very, very stunning. It does feel. It does. So, a lot of folks are sort of comparing it, like, and contrasting it to House of the Dragon, which is out on HBO Max right now. Oh yeah, and and really, where House of the Dragon feels like a lot of like, it's very political. It's very yeah. like strategic this feels like rings of power feels like people are talking about there's a fire going (laughs) off in like another like basically imagine a people in a house and there's a fire that's two houses down that will eventually get to there so like we need to do something they're talking very calmly (laughs) and very like uh loquaciously with a very big vocabulary we share these truths among us doug that's exactly it like it's like we need to talk and talk to the dwarves because the dwarves (laughs) will get us the stuff to put out the fire was the fire here now no but it could be like (laughs) that's that's all this is and so it does do that lord of the rings thing where it sort of like over explains a lot of stuff and very like but but not using words you'd understand it's the things it chooses to over explain that confuse me because it's like i think the perfect example of this is like man they're talking about uh oh my gosh the orcs and like what they're doing the orcs are tunneling through and they're, mm-hmm. they're ripping down trees and like oh, oh this is this is really bad and then like the next episode you have uh elrond talking to his dwarf friend he's like hey we found mithril anyway that's, yep, that's it yep that's exactly and, it <laughs> like in that moment maggie was like am i supposed to know what that is because like they held mm. it for they held that shot for two seconds and then they just started talking about like mining practices well, and Again, it's inter- the Hobbit makes Mithril a big deal because remember right. the dwarves valued Mithril so much and they cherished it. It was something that only they could make and something they would right. only give to each other. Well, they as a reward for 
uh, Bilbo's adventures yeah. in The Hobbit, they give him Mithril, which he in turn passes down to Frodo. So right. that's why it's important. But Brian, you're right, where they're like, I found this. This is what it would mean. This is what it would be in Elvish. He's like, no, 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 not quite right. It right. would be Mithril and Elvish. And then there's this big, like, na, 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 na. It, it almost felt like, like they paused like, for applause. That's exact. They applaud, they paused so people could be like, <gasps> yes. And so, yes. But this also could lend itself where I could see this going is that remember again, this is going to be yes. like, remember Strongest this metal out there. You're right, Roman. Uh, absolutely right. They do also do this thing where I feel like they're leading to a Balrog showing up there because oh, remember. Well, because remember, Sauron goes, Saruman goes on this big, long tangent. He's like, you know what's there. The dwarves dug too deep. And remember, the dwarf keeps alluding to this, like, it's really dangerous. We have to dig it in a very unique way. So that could be coming on that end because they've been hinting at that. There's all there's a ton of like this, like yeah. hinting at could be go dope. there, like that type of stuff. That's really cool. Um, but if you're <laughs> but here's the thing. It's important to understand the timeline because if you're going being like, hey, when does my man Gandalf show up? Right. It's too early. He's not here yet. Like, it's yeah. the second age. This is the like very early on in the second age. He doesn't come in towards like halfway into the second age, and we are not there yet. And so it definitely <clears throat> alludes to him being there. Like, there's some speculation that the man who falls from the stars could be him yeah but it's not spelled out and it's not clear i mean yeah i i guess i like this is a very tolkien story oh yeah this like, is yes like, this is fantasy. i mean this is one of the challenges i had with the books was like it goes into so much detail mm, too much about these things <laughs> that don't always matter mm -hmm. and i feel like the show to its credit is being faithful to that philosophy because mm -hmm. like there's not a like an A and a B story here. Everything's an A story. Everything yep. is important to follow with its own characters. And at, at this point, it's just kind of like you have to pay attention to everything. I'm yeah. really happy this isn't a weekly model. Like, oh, because yeah, I would need time to process. Just so much information happening. And yep. I, I, I it's I don't know this first season. What it feels like is just. The prologue of prologues. Like yes. maybe at the end of this season, we'll have a better idea of like where the show could go as a whole. But right now, it just kind of feels like they're trying to find Sauron. But no, I mean, it might be some orcs maybe. around. But you know, and that's, they're and that's, figuring it out. And that's the other thing. If you're showing up to this expecting like big battles between races, like you got <laughs> in the Hobbit, the Battle of the Five right. Armies, or right. if you're showing up like with some level of action that you got in the Hobbit movies, and even in like two towers it, it, it's not we're not there yet these are <laughs> these are small little skirmishes between like you know some orcs are attacking an elf and that's it and then they move on like this is there we are not at the point where full-blown groups of elves are yeah. fighting folks like it's just we're not we're just not there yet and it's just not gonna be there for a while so well, you're gonna have to deal with some of the stuff that's steeped in mystery and uh over explanation yeah you really gotta be okay just kind of being like i don't know what's going on let's go but like, it's pretty and i'll watch it which yeah. i'm enjoying oh um, yeah I mean, yeah that's that's those are those are not like stills that are rendered those are shots from the movie like shots from the show yes yeah marcus's 
showing us uh-huh. showing us some stills. Yeah, yeah you got shit else to do because y'all lost me. So I just figured out but what's the well, pages of and yeah. that was the other thing I kind of wanted to bring up here is like I feel like this show is like man I feel like it's really hard to sell somebody on this show yeah. to me. Well, yeah, like because um, what I'm thinking of like as a person who's watching She-Hulk, a right. series. I'm just going the series comparison, right? Mm-hmm. There's yes. She-Hulk, Lord of the Rings, and the um, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Yes. Where does this fall when it comes to viewership? Like consistency, oh, not the premiere, looked. but like I saw I something like that. that. You know, I haven't I'm, even I, looked at that. I mean, I think, Hulk. I think if I remember, I saw a graphic from like a week ago, right? And I feel like it went Rings of Power, She Hulk, House of the Dragon. I feel like that's the way it was ranked, but I could be wrong. Um, and I could have had, and pro- I, only, I would only feel like She Hulk is first, only because it's, it's easier to consume. Yes. It, it, I mean, it's it's just you don't have to know as much. Now, the reason why I have not watched this show and the reason why I have not personally watched um, House of Dragon is because I have not I'm not that in depth with the lore of both of those shows. Right. But She-Hulk is a little bit easier for me to hop into because I am for the most part, actually not for the most part. I think I've watched everything MCU up to this point. Right. Yeah. Um, Roman Myers also says this thing that I feel like would. I don't, oh yeah, I don't know what yeah. this means. Yes, yes. Just no. check the mountain that the dwarves are mining in is indeed more the mines of Moria, which oh, which Mor- is if you Mor- remember, you know you can't go wow. in there. The dwarves got de- de- greedy; wow. they dug too deep. And again, I've made the decision because my jam typically is fantasy oriented things. Yes, like I went like, oh shit! I watched the first two episodes. I should go back and watch the extended versions to see if they're trying to link these two things together. And they are one hundred and ten percent trying to do that. Like they are. All of this is. It does feel a little bit like nostalgia. Hey, do you remember? It's you don't need it, but this is playing to a crowd of people who watched mm. the Fellowship of the Ring when it For came sure. out twenty five right. years ago and saying like that was fucking awesome, right? Like, and you watched the four hour version of it, dude. Check this. So shit this out. is like, a like fans that, like that every week. This is like a fans fans series. Like I, you, not maybe not nothing you would introduce to somebody trying to get into the Lord of the Rings lore. You just have to have some background knowledge. What do you what do you think about that? I how do you introduce this to somebody that I think that if you have I think that if you are someone who enjoyed the Lord of the Rings and you enjoyed the Hobbit and you appreciated the the visual, you kind of like having things explained. I think you are I think you should watch it. I think if you're going to watch it, give yourself time to like don't feel like you have to keep up with it every week. You're either going to keep yeah. up with it every week. And, and, st- but the minute that you're off, you're going to have to say, I'm going to have to, pu- I'm going to have to watch this and I'm just going to have to take my time and split mm-hmm. it up into 30 minute chunks so I can break down what's being said because there are, it's a, it's a lot to follow. It is. Le- they cover a shitload of ground in each episode. Like, what is the, what do you, what do you both give? Um, the greatest credit for the show, and then what do you both think the biggest complaint you've either seen or you have about the show is, or gripe, or maybe not a complaint, gripe, something. I mean, if you have one, I mean, you don't I, have to have one. I, I have, I have a gripe. I have a gripe. Do my, it. Here's my gripe. My gripe is, it does definitely feel like 
the premise for getting people to watch the show feels a tidge misleading, right? Because it's like, yeah. again, I just kind of went on it. I said, like, do you like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Doug, I fucking love Lord of the Rings. Great. Do you really like The Hobbit? I mean, it was good. The last one was okay. But yeah, I like The Hobbit. It's a lot of fun. We could watch that, too. It's like, great. Here's the deep end of a 14-foot <laughs> deep pool, and you have to keep this 20-pound rock over your head. You're drowning in deep, like, Lord of the Rings. Damn. lore i mean the sid marillion is like a i'm gonna tell you what the version of god is for middle earth and that's like a why the fuck do i need to know that it's like because I, on page 236 yeah. of the two towers gandalf says his name right oh, right god. that's it right yep that's what the sid marillion is and so it, this is a lot of context to have to be leading up to if you remembered the movies how the rings of power got forged and what that means for us going into right. the saga that is the the the, the lord of the rings trilogy like that's hmm. just it's a lot of information to get there and so that's my gripe is it it does feel like you are kind of it does feel like a little bit of a bait and switch just a smidge i i, I yeah and i think on that note too i think it's i think it's hard I don't know. I think it's really hard to follow Lord of the Rings. Like the Hobbit even stumbled a bit and that yes. Peter Jackson. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I think the thing that's connecting with me about the show is that it is almost, man, it's almost trying to introduce it as its own thing. Yes. I think is the best way to put it, which by the way, I'm totally okay with. Like, I think there are some probably really good stories that Tolkien has in all of the documents that he wrote for Lord of the Rings that mm -hmm. kind of get buried. And I think this is a great place to tell them with an overarching narrative. Yep. Do I feel like I am not getting everything that I'm seeing in the show? A hundred percent. But I yeah. also feel like that's by design and I just kind of roll with it. I think the only, I think the only thing that like, the only mark or like note that I would have at this point is just, I don't know. Uh, it's it, it honestly, it's not, it's just a note that I struggle with Tolkien's storytelling. It's, mm -hmm. it's the, and I've already covered this a little bit, but it's just, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you do have all this information and you're like, man, I'm really trying to connect with these characters, but I don't feel like I have the time to spend yeah. any time with them to connect with them because I got to go back to the dwarf mines to learn about the metal that they're going to drill. So we can talk to, to Calabrimbor, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. yep. Um, and obviously that's something that can be rectified by the end of the season by being patient, obviously. But like, it is at a point where like someone was like, Oh, like what character was that? And I was like, I only know like two <laughs> character names. Cause there's so many things going on it at was the same time. Yeah. Like, and if I had to pick one story, I would say Gladriel's story. Gladriel's story is awesome. That is like the main story That's that the three, they would that, want yeah. viewers to latch on to. That's yep. my guess. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's moving in a linear direction. The other ones just kind of feel like we're here and like there's stuff happening. We're not sure what, but stuff's happening. Yeah. See you next yeah. week. So... And that's, um, that's really... I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Like, yes. I don't think it's a bad show, but you really do got to be in the mind for like, okay, I'm just going to get a lore dump. And I'm going to miss some of it. And we're going to keep going. Yep. I think the other thing is, I think to its credit, I think in addition to the visuals, it's trying its best 
it's trying so hard <laughs> not to make to have moments in it that people will be able to see and be able to go like, oh, shit, you're right. Like the, it's the, for as much exposition as there is. There are these moments where it's trying so hard, like the Mithril's yeah. thing, like it's trying so hard to be like Mithril, right? Like all of you yeah. got this, like, remember that? Like, it does yeah. feel like it's having just enough. It's like giving you like a huge, huge five to seven course meal, but every plate has yeah. one piece on it that you enjoy. Yeah. Like, that's, and you're that's like, such a good, you need to, to eat all of this in order to take in the full appreciation. But I gave you garlic green beans on this one and you like that <laughs> shit. Like, that's absolutely what this is. That's a great way to phrase it. Yeah. It does. It's so much to eat. It's so much to eat. But there's going to be something on every plate that you're going to eat first and be able to go like, oh, yeah, right. that's my favorite. Yep. Yep. So. Man, good call out, Roman, about that confirming good. that those are the same mines in Fellowship of the Ring that the dwarves are mining. Well, yeah. that's great. We that's could great. go through the mines of Moria. And I will Moria. also say that this has, again, it scratches my itch because, again, I was in my house. I shared this with the gentleman before is that I did fake black speak around my house, which is what the language of Mordor is. So I would just is it really that's called. Yeah, it's called. Black that's speak. what they call it. Oh, yes. Man. Yes. And so I would walk around just fake talking like that in my house which was a lot of fun when you're alone <laughs> and it made me really glad my wife wasn't home because she would have been like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> so yeah but anyway yeah. that's what we have i just let y'all get y'all shit off because you know i know when to stay out the lane you know when michael jordan's coming no. down when pippen and jordan is you know no, I, i'm glad that you chimed in because i'm I glad that like you did too these these fandoms like these new these things thrive on new fans like yeah, they thrive on people that's being true. interested so I'll i think be honest your with voice you. is important i yeah, what's not up? gonna be a new fan of that um, I I mean that makes it, sense. It, it's just a lot for me to get into, and I'm a guy that will watch the Snyder Cut, but there there's a lot of lore yeah. that I feel like Harry Potter is something that you know if you read the books, you read the book, and right. if like you watch the movie, you understand it's way different. Right. But I feel like Lord of the Rings is one of those where you almost have to read the books and watch the shows. It, that's how I'm feeling. Well, it's the reason why I've started. It's the reason why I've started house of the dragon, but then right. stopped because I was like, I don't know why the fuck I should care about this. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like, I, I feel like rings of power has a similar problem, which is it's like a, if you're going to ask yourself why I should be watching this, you shouldn't be watching it. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it definitely feels like if you have to ask yourself that question right before you hit play on rings of power, you're right. going to end up going like, Oh, I I don't need to watch it because I mean, I'm fine with the story I, that I understand. I don't need to uh, understand yeah. more of it. Pretty much. Well, and like House of Dragon too. I'm surprised there's so many people talking about it. I I'm genuinely surprised. Not because I think it's bad. I just everybody said Game of Thrones left such a bad taste in their mouth, and then I'm seeing it. It trends on Twitter. I I see it in some of my other socials. So I'm curious. Maggie and I are probably gonna watch it when it's all done and comes out. Cause we just, I mean, right now, like it is a great time to be a huge nerd and geek. I got, I got yeah. my star Wars on Wednesday. I got my she Hulk on Thursday. Yes. I got my Lord of the Rings on Friday, like every week now, new for... comics, new comics come out on Tuesday. There you I go. At least for star a Wars on Wednesday, like, she Hulk I'm... will end soon, but like, it's, it's a great time. It's yeah. a great time. Absolutely. A great time. Gentlemen, that does it for our episode, but we need to get to our section. Anything that you all have to plug this week. 
Brian. Hey, check out the love news.com. All of your lifestyle cooking shirt needs. That's fantastic. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, Brian, good job. What do you have? Um, we just make sure you know, follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. You know how we get down over here. Stream the music, uh, new music is on the way. Hopefully, we're working on that. Uh, uh, Jesus, Soul Tide will be making some new music as well. He's got some yeah. fire stuff on the way, so please make sure that you are tuned in, that you are locked in. Like Brian said, although that the, the comment he made related to the article that was being posted, please make sure you're taking care of your mental health. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Super important. We're getting into the um colder seasons which you know seasonal depression is very real i for one battle with seasonal depression and so like you know just start preparing yourselves get yourselves that that light therapy you know it's coming drink some water and just make sure you're taking care of yourselves y'all 100 percent, absolutely um i want to plug this podcast continue to uh support us there the best way to do that is to share us with a friend or leave us a review um we got some big things coming uh and so we are very excited appreciate everybody sticking with us but be sure to uh do those things because they're the most impactful um but gentlemen we have a three-step process to success Mm -hmm. uh brian what is our first step hey read a book any book just read and educate yourself right, you will book. benefit yourself and everyone around you read a book. And we talked about a lot of books in that last segment so yeah. jump into one of those if you want like, or maybe pick something lighter it's up to also, you also <laughs> you don't have to be a completionist if you start a book and you're like this tolkien guy is not for me put it down go read something you're gonna enjoy read something else yep absolutely read, read a book Marcus, mm-hmm. what is that second step to success? Second step, drink some water. Today I gave a speech to a class, and you know what happened to me that was so embarrassing? My mouth dried out. Couldn't <laughs> even get the damn speech out. Oh. You want to know why? I realized as my mouth was drying out and choking in front of these students, uh, I realized I didn't drink enough water today. So guess what I'm doing all day tomorrow? Drinking, drinking water. Is all there a water. particular type of water that you'd like them to drink? Um, I do like a Fiji because I, I taste the significant difference when I drink a Fiji. Um, when I'm not drinking water, I do drink bubbler. And go. bubbler is just the the bubbler is Beesies. the drink of this podcast. Okay. And and you know, you find your own flavors. The official drink. Find what you like, like, but I guarantee you will not find a bubbler <laughs> flavor that will not do you right. Bubbler. <laughs> there you go. And the third step to success is look, y'all, wash your ass. Part of taking care of your own mental health is also taking care of your physical health as well. So be sure to wash your ass. Sometimes all you need is a fresh shower to give you a different perspective. And sometimes you just want to stand in some hot water and stare off into space for an extra amount of time. Do that. But make sure that you wash your ass and take care of yourself. That's true. Everything he said is very, very true. So make sure you do that. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about Don't Worry, Darling. But in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. (laughs) Y'all really got y'all shit off with that Lord of the Rings thing, man. Yeah, we absolutely got it. Y'all lost me at Rings of Talk Harmon. 